0: What's up, y'all? This is Felix, age 29, occupation pre-registration specialist for Department of Radiology for a hospital hobby. I'm currently uh, into cardistry, which is uh, the art of, like, flair and tossing around, like, playing cards. I know it sounds kind of stupid, but just YouTube it. I promise you'll get sucked into a YouTube vortex. And, let's see, my favorite one-hit wonder band and song has to be Weedus Teenage Dirtbag.
1: Ugh. What's up, everyone? This is Jim, 29 years old, statistician and volunteer tutor. Hobbies are weightlifting, just picking stuff up and putting it back down, and wow. playing and arranging music. And my favorite one-hit wonder has got to be "Butterfly" by Crazy Town.
0: That's such a meme.
1: Is it? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel guess like I'm not it that is. cool. I don't. I'm not <laughs> but really it's a good song. I...
0: Now, here's the thing. I I still really i legitimately enjoy that song but i feel like it's a meme for like for like people around our age group like to say like oh you remember that song and i'm like yeah i do and it's still jammed to this
1: day do you tell people you like it in public like is that something that you reveal to people i do not no no i do not good because i was actually
0: you mean the D E R song all right so we have a podcast (laughs) we have a podcast to do
1: yeah okay Alright folks, welcome back to Tourist House, the Outsiders' look inside Japan's hottest reality show. So come on in, take off those shoes, and let's get started. Felix, we got a lot of schemers in these episodes.
0: I can't wait to tear a certain person apart.
1: Just one person? Just,
0: well, no, I like, obviously more than one, but like, this specific, I'm sorry I have to say, fucking person. Like, cause I'm really... <laughs> like it's just i felt i I started hinting towards it and it's like it was just confirmed and i just i can't nope cannot
1: i had such high hopes for him and he seemed just kind of like the oh hey guys i play sports and it's really cool and he seemed to be that is all japanese a phrase like all american is that a thing or no i don't know whatever you know what i'm trying to say yeah 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 he just—he seemed good, but he is indeed bad. So we are like two caged leopards. We're gonna tear him apart this episode.
0: <laughs> I feel like I feel like I I get first dibs though. So let, let, let's let's so let's look into uh, the episode. So in okay. this episode, uh, third episode of Tourist House, we are going into episodes seven through nine for Terraced House. Um, so let's start first with seven.
1: Okay. So what do we got? So episode seven. So. It starts off on a pretty good note. We see Uchi and Yuriko sort of clearing the air a little bit. Yeah, from I I liked, I liked both her.
0: parties in this. I, I like how they were just playing just out in the open. Like, let's just settle this. Let's just clear the air. Let's just, you know, get back on even ground.
1: It was nice, especially because of all the underhanded, dirty things that we had seen in episode six, right? With the texting, which we addressed at length. In our previous episode. Yeah. And it's nice to see two people. Two adults talk and say. Listen there there was a misunderstanding. And it seemed to end well. I mean it was basically a non-issue. They seemed to be on pretty good terms. Once all was said and done. So they go on their date. They go just have some lunch. It's pretty light. The one thing I did notice about the date though. Was that Yuriko asked Uchi about his exes. And it seems like this is kind of a theme. With her and her dates. Because remember with Tap she brought up exes as well
0: when yuriko asks uchi about like the exes and then as you pointed out in the previous um episodes uh she asks tap about his exes and it seems like kind of like her go-to question which is kind of odd to like do like when you're first getting to know somebody on a date but as we find out in the episode at the end of episode nine she ends up still having feelings for her ex So I feel like that has like a really strong connection uh, with um, her asking these questions to these people, uh, these guys that she's going on dates with.
1: It kind of gives you the sense that she's asking them just so they can ask her and then she can go on about how much she misses her ex and how difficult it was. I misread it the first time with Tap. I thought it was it was done in a seemingly not that it's an immature thing to do, but I guess I didn't think much of it.
0: She brought it up naturally in conversation. I think it It wasn't as shocking. It wasn't as shocking as it was with Uchi because Uchi was just—you can tell—he was just shocked. Like he had it written all over his face.
1: And not only that, but she also talks about how she perceived him, and she says, "Someone as popular with the ladies as you—I'm sure you have a lot of exes." And he says, "Oh, not not really." So there's an interesting sort of play there that. Wasn't really present in the date with Yuriko and Tap, Mm -hmm. and I think in terms of Tap and Yuriko's date, that one we can hold off on Mm -hmm. until a little later because there's. I just just wanted. I just wanted to bring.
0: Like, do you like agree that that has something with her bringing up? The exes, like, her, it, it's probably the stuff that she's still working out in her head with oh, her ex. 100%. Okay, that's that's basically all. I just wanted to bring that up now, and we can talk more about it in depth when we get to episode 9.
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it is something to keep in mind, and it comes up, I think, in some interesting ways. Even in the next episode, in episode 8, with her, she's she's not very sure of her feelings, I think. But we can cross that bridge very soon. Mm-hmm. Now, after this, we see Uchi and Makoto talk.
0: Okay. Ooh. Now,
1: this is where, listen, Let me no later on for this. This is happening right Let now. The gloves are coming him. off. We're going in on them right now. So they talk, and you know what, Jim? Me, says, let, me, let,
0: me, let me handle this. I'm sorry. Okay. All I, right. I all right. I know I have. I'm going to pass I, the baton Yes, yeah, so because I don't usually like to step on your feet because, like, once you're on a roll, you, you get really in the groove, and I like it. And I like just matching your flow. But this no, not one, at all. Th- please. This, this one's mine. <laughs> this one is mine. <laughs> <clears throat> so the scene actually opens up with I think they're just in the living room. Uh, when uh, Makoto came back from practice, assuming that he would like, he came back from practice and Uchi is so just lazy. on, yeah, on <laughs> Uchi's just on the ground, like sewing or making some clothing or whatever. And Uchi says, basically tells him to just sit down so he can talk to him about what happened with Makoto telling Yuri uh, about their dates, which, you know, and how he didn't feel comfortable. And it made y- <clears throat> Yuriko really sad. Which is totally understandable. And he gets Uchi. And I really like this from Uchi. Like, at first, I wasn't really feeling Uchi. But now, like, more and more that we see, like, him interact with the other housemates. Especially this asshole. <laughs> I, I really like it. Because he just gives a very direct approach. He said, listen, that wasn't cool. I don't know what you are thinking. Like, he tries to say, like, what were you thinking? And Makoto gives some like half-ass fucking excuse. I'm sorry. I'm I'm cursing too much, but like it's, I'm just really furious. But he gives him some like some excuses that doesn't really answer his questions. So then in the end, Uchi's like, you know what? Forget it. It's fine. Just don't do it again because next time I might actually you know kick your ass. Which he actually says. I like that. And he just kind of he has, he's like, I have. To, it's good to like nip things in the bud like early.
1: Yeah, I think he handled it really well. And what surprised me was I thought Makoto was gonna match the directness and straightforward nature of uchi but as you said he was sort of hemming and hawing he was making these these excuses saying well he was basically saying to uchi well it wasn't a lie right then you shouldn't have said it you were telling the truth so i was just (laughs) saying what you said but he doesn't get that there are just some things that are appropriate to say especially when you're trying to date people and yes it was something that uchi said but as Mizuki told him at the end of episode 6 and Ouchi's telling him he needs to be considerate of other people's feelings and he failed again at doing that.
0: Cuz when he he brought up the anecdote of, of what Uchi was saying, I think he completely took certain things out of context. And when he was we don't obviously we don't know exactly what he was saying in the text messages, but I think he was he was maybe skewing the perspective of like uchi just saying like oh i felt uncomfortable because of because of y- yuriko's actions or something that yuriko did and that's how yuriko took it so that's why obviously she felt crappy about it
1: right it was almost like makoto he just heard what he wanted to I mean, it was very clear, and Uchi explains this to Yuriko. He says, it wasn't you, it was me, because I was trying to be a good date. I was trying to help you have a good time, and I wanted you to enjoy the day. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I think it's, again, it was good of him to come out and be very straightforward. So they were able to talk about it, and that was that. But again, Makoto is just, he has been scheming the whole time. Well, not the whole time, but pretty much the whole time.
0: It's been, you know, like I I didn't want to believe it because in our first episode I, I like admitted to like I invested all my feelings into Makoto and because I really liked his story and it resonated with me. But I I like I was really I was really upset that it, that it's that he started turning out to be like this type of person and it it, it really it really destroyed me. It really hit me.
1: Yeah, it really sucks. So let's let's keep going because this is not the only crime. We have his whole rap yeah, sheet yeah, here yeah, of yeah. things that he did. Now, the thing he did at the end of the episode, this somehow annoyed me even more than the underhanded, backhanded text that he sent to Yuriko when he's talking to her at the end of this episode. Oh, in the um the playroom. in the playroom. Yeah. Right. He basically shames all of the women. He says, I didn't really like Uchi Week, which I figured because I mentioned it in our last episode, I had a feeling that he was jealous of Uchi. I got a very jealous vibe from him, and I, I think that holds true.
0: I know. I think he was jealous because he didn't have enough confidence. Like Exactly. As, he wasn't as confident as Uchi. Right. So he has to play it off like, oh yeah, that 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 wasn't cool, right? You know, asking all the women in front of you that, you know, each other, that that wasn't cool, right?
1: But what's so interesting about that is he only refers to Minori specifically, even though Mizuki and Yuriko, the girl that he is talking to, went out with Uchi. So he's saying, he's making it seem like it was only Minori who agreed to this date and he was like the way that it happened I didn't really like it and he's talking to Yuriko like she didn't do the same thing. Yeah. I just yeah. I didn't get that. I mean, where is his head here? He's not thinking at all. He's, no, so he's not stupid thinking. and conniving.
0: Here the thing though, I don't think he's conniving or I I think he's just plain stupid because he's trying to save face cuz he, he feels that you know everybody in the house is going to start turning on him. And, you know, start talking, like, they know that they talk about him, and, uh, I mean, he knows that they-, they talk about him, and he, I feel like he's just trying to grab onto any straws he can, and, like, he's like, alright, well, you know, if I can make Yuriko feel like, you know, I'm not that bad of a person, or, like, I can kind of skew this-, this whole situation against... You know, whoever, so I can get her on my side. I'm going to do it. But he's not thinking about it right. He's he's
1: just saying whatever comes to his mind. You don't think he's scheming for her? Saying, "Well, I'm going to essentially go for whichever girl I can." That's how I looked at it.
0: Well, no, I I think we're both saying the same thing because you're saying.
1: But that- I think he's more conniving, and you you just said that you didn't seem to get that impression from him. I don't think this is some master plan of his, but I think he's an opportunist.
0: Okay, I, I'm. I think that I'm just with the word conniving. I think uh, as like a term more with like somebody who who is like a little bit smarter in their approach when they're trying to. Okay, that's the only reason. I I guess I, you know that was my bad, but I was that's what I meant when I didn't think he was conniving. I think he's definitely being sneaky. I think he's definitely you know trying to um, play. Yuriko or anybody he can get his hands on, and uh, but I just think that like he's not going about it in a smart way, which is...
1: He, I think he's just plain stupid. He's definitely dumb. I can't deny that he's dumb as hell, but there, there is just... It's such a series of dirty dealings with him, and you're right, I should watch... I think the word that I use because I don't want to give him any credit. Again, he's not some evil genie. He's not some evil mastermind here. Yes, but again, exactly. He, yes. But I think he is good whether it's thinking on his toes or just a desperation scramble in trying to get people on his side. And again, I feel like it had a bit of a romantic sort of angle because we see later on, I mean, he... Comes in now. This is in episode nine, where he gives Minori the shoes.
0: Yeah, that. What? Like, what is he thinking? I'm sorry, with the shoes. Like, uh, you know, because in that scene before, before he's just watching Minori and um, Uchi sew, and he's just awkwardly sitting there on the couch in like yeah. in the living room, just watching them, picking his nose, and. Uh, then yeah, I he... did notice that too. <laughs> Dude, trust me. I actually, I actually like paused it like to to uh, to go get like a drink of water, and when I came back, I saw the freeze him just like gold digging into like his nose. Um, but yeah, it was so it just made the image even worse.
1: And what did it say on the the shoebox? It said to Minori, uh, let's run again or let's run again sometime." Or no, it said, it said, um, a present, let's run again sometime, Makoto.
0: Such a romantic, uh, yeah, so, (laughs) after basically saying to Yuri, at the end of episode 7, um, when they're in the playroom, saying like, yeah, you know, at first I did like her, but after, um, was it, he, what what was the reason why his, he stopped liking her, just because she decided to go on the date with Uchi?
1: Minori or... or, Minori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that (laughs) his his opinion of her really changed after the date, which to me means that he found out that they had a really good time and he felt like he didn't really have a chance. So instead of saying, oh, maybe she's into Uchi or maybe she's just not that into me, he tried to spin it and this is where his opportunistic fuckery comes in because he says oh well i don't really like her you know that's almost like that's almost like getting fired and then saying you can't fire me i quit yeah it, yeah, it was very exactly. much exactly like, oh you. no thank no you, i never Jim. liked you anyway
0: i'm i'm not very I, i'm not very good with putting like my thoughts in, in like into words but you do such a good job of it and that's thank you thank you well
1: well thank you felix it's it's I try not to rely on cliches too much, but that—that's <laughs> no, that's just the first thing that came to mind. I, you know, you there. know, what I feel like
0: this is is uh like a tag team match against like a single person. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> but it's so good. It's and so, it's, so and we're satisfying. Just, and we're, yeah, and we're just like we're just whipping his ass like the entire time. And, I mean, we're Devon and, crowd... and Bubba Ray Dudley in <laughs> yes. the ring with them, just oh, yeah. just going to town. And 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 the whole crowd is cheering. At least I hope you know (laughs) the whole crowd is cheering
1: if they're not it's that's on Uh, them yeah so
0: eventually uh, it cuts to them like she comes down and says like oh do you like it and she goes like god she seems pretty happy minori seems pretty happy and uchi then is just like what the hell he's just sitting there just like come on really and then it cuts them running
1: if i may before we get into the run uchi has an amazing line and it's funny because I'm with you. He he is sort of. He has this. Is this really happening right now? Vibe to him. I mean, the look mm-hmm. he gives Makoto is in. Are you serious? Look, but for he's someone very... as stale
0: like with his feel or with his emotions, his facial emotions, Uchi seems to have the right moments. He pulls like the, like the perfect faces out at the right moment. I think
1: it it gives more of an impact. And I think in this situation especially, he's very much in control. I mean, we see Makoto going, oh, what are you doing? As he said, he's sitting there picking his nose. It's just being disgusting. And by the way, in one of the older episodes, the episode actually ends on him asleep mouth open just face <laughs> up on the couch it's just the most unflattering <laughs> image of him so you can definitely tell you know the editors are in on it too they really don't like him either yeah so yeah. i think you know well no matter job. where you are your role is it, right it's their job the to get like
0: this type of like reactions out of the audience and right well it's working. boy howdy
1: Let's work in. So Uchi is very much in control, and he even says, when Minori goes on the run, or when she agrees to go on the run with with Makoto, Uchi says, oh, that sounds good. And he says, oh, I'll have my special curry waiting. And Minori goes, yeah, that sounds great. So even, it's not like he can give Minori permission. You know, that's not his call to make, obviously. Mm, but... Yeah. He doesn't show, he has the looks as we discussed, but he doesn't really show any sort of outwardly panicky signs. He just, oh, you know, it sounds good, you guys can go for a run, that's fine, and I'll have curry when you get here. And Minori is very receptive to that, you know, she seems excited to have his curry when they come back. So even with, you know, this weird turn of events, he is not really phased by it, which I thought was very good of him. You know, he didn't say, oh, well, I thought we were going to make your apron. No, he just said, OK, yeah, go ahead and come back. I just thought that was very cool and in control. of. Uchi yeah,
0: there. no, he definitely, you know, has been playing it cool. So to finish off this whole pain train that we're running on a Makoto, <laughs> why don't we, why don't we uh, go with uh, the run, like the actual run itself?
1: So they go for this run and yet again we see Makoto with the you can't fire me I quit because he says now he talks about how quote serious he is about baseball and he says I want to get you these shoes because from now until October 18th I really can't do anything for you. I'm like motherfucker. What could you have done for her <laughs> oh in the first God. place? You couldn't have done shit for her. Oh you lost. God. It's clear as hell. Oh. He just he's trying to save face so badly, and it's so sad it, and it's, pathetic you know, to you watch know, it's him.
0: Sad and pathetic to the point that it's cringeworthy. It's I, I was cringing. It, is. it I, is. I was cringing the entire time because I, I I stood up like when I was watching this episode. I was I was on my feet like with my hands in the air just saying you gotta be kidding me there's n- like he can't this can't be real this guy can't be serious
1: i know i know it said i was broke my damn neck shaking my head so hard at this guy he oh it's so infuriating
0: okay i mean do you have anything else to add uh to like talk because i think that's it, we, that's it like i'm just i'm completely done with him he is he's uh, like he's just completely out in my mind and i just uh, again i just I don't want to keep bringing it up, but I felt so betrayed because I invested, like, so much, like, emotional stake into, in, in, into this guy because I was like, oh, man, his story is like, you know, it, it really resonates with me and stuff. But, oh,
1: God, man. Yeah, I mean, you you talked before how you really related to him, how it resonated with you, right, in yeah. terms of where you are currently and I think you felt a kinship with him. I mean, you really opened up and that was great, I think, for us to hear. So again, thank you for that. And so I understand how this feels like a betrayal. Yeah. It's someone who, and look, it had only been about six episodes or so, but it's someone that you felt like you can kind of connect with. Yeah.
0: And yeah. then
1: he reveals himself, and it's, you know... I think that might lead to a deeper question, though. Something about having heroes, you know, there, there's maybe something to be said there, and people are flawed, so maybe there's still something you can get out of him, but I think his actions the negatives absolutely outweigh the positives absolutely. here absolutely yeah yeah okay well that's a of his crime so he's guilty life in prison okay we can move <laughs> on now right
0: yeah yeah all right so let's backtrack and like start because there's a lot of other besides makoto being a dumbass i think there's a lot of other really good moments that we can highlight
1: yes and he is not the only one um, but on a much happier note, we see Uchi and Minori go on a very nice date. Yes. They had an incredible date. They went fishing. Minori loves cows, apparently. Who would have guessed that? Not me. I thought that
0: was really cute, by the way, with the cows. Um, She... I think like she was stretching or something like when they were trying to call the cows over, she was bending down or like squatting, I guess like while holding the railing, and she was just making a noise like ooh, and then Uchi is oh, cow, yeah. <laughs> and like I think like she kind of just thought about it on the fly, and she w- or she kind of just like wait, I'm saying like Ushi or cow, and she was just she comes back up and says Uchi, and then Uchi. <laughs> said the same like you know kind of mocking her but then they both said it together and I thought that was really heartwarming that was like a really really cute scene
1: it was such a nice thing to happen on a first date you know they kind of yeah. show their goofy side and even though Miyori started it Uchi thought okay like this is cute I'm going to do it as well because it would have been easy for him to just not say anything or laugh which might not have been bad you know oh you're that was a cute thing you did but he does it with her and that's just yeah that was a really nice scene
0: now, we can't always talk about all good things about Uchi. Uh, when was the lunch? Was that before or after that scene? With Yuriko? No, 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 no. With, um... Because they had lunch uh, that Minori made.
1: Oh, that was at the... Like, in the second half of that date. Okay. Because, because she made bento, right? Yes, so... And just in case, I just want a, a quick thing... I'm sure most of you who are listening to this maybe have at least heard bento bento is basically just like a boxed lunch that you make right Felix yes okay
0: that's yeah that that that's all there is to it there's uh so when they were eating the lunch that she made, they would start talking a little bit and in the previous uh the last triplet episodes, I believe uh Minori expressed the how she was uncomfortable like how she feels like. No, the guys see her as a as a woman, right? So during this lunch, during this like perfect date as it seems, I think that like Minori was trying to get it out of him, like like oh, do you think I'm uh, one of the guys or one of the girls? And Uchi just says, "In my eyes, you're like my little brother." That's like directly oh, quoted yeah. from him. And I, just I, that was one of the other moments where I just stood up and said, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? I just like, I, I, cause it was going so well. And then he had to say something like that. And I don't know how, cause she might, she might've done like a really good job of hiding it w- at least with her facial expressions. But she said like, uh, I've, she, he said some other stuff about how, like, you know, if because of that, you're really easy to talk to and stuff like that. And she said, I like that, which I'm not too sure, uh, which I don't really believe her.
1: It's hard to say. First of all, the little brother comment. I really want to believe there's a cultural difference there, where maybe in Japan that's not such a bad thing to say. I don't think that's the case, but because the rest of their date went so well, I really want to believe it. I don't know.
0: I would agree with you, but the the thing is, is, if she didn't say that, though, in like the last couple episodes, where she said, the guys don't see me as a woman, and... I I really feel like you can't really deny that she was trying to coerce him into, like, talking more about, you know, how like, her and, like, how he views her, right? Oh, totally, totally. So
1: I think that was definitely her goal. And he
0: definitely said little brother, like, in English or in Japanese, it's the same thing. And, like, there's still gender, like, with, 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 like, brother and sister. So I still think that that had to have hit her.
1: The only thing, and I'm really, I'm really kind of grasping at straws here, but if maybe there's an idea that younger siblings, specifically either younger brothers or maybe same gender siblings, are easier to talk to. Okay, yeah, I can maybe there's something there. Like it's it's natural because as you said, right after he says that, he says that she's really easy to talk to. So maybe that was kind of another way and again it could be a culture specific way of saying you're very easy to talk to i don't know that's again that's what i would like to believe and i guess we really don't know yeah for sure yeah
0: because again we could confirm it if she just like talked to uh mizuki and yuri like afterwards and said something or if she like she had like a sad face but we really can't tell i i you know what? With that last point that you just made, I I, I can see it. I can yeah. I can I, I'll give you a little bit, but I I'm still standing by my uh, by my assumption.
1: Well, things do seem to get better for them, so we will yeah touch on that later. But the other date in this episode was Tap and Yuriko.
0: Yes, yeah, with right. the aquarium, right? Finally, the yes. aquarium.
1: Finally, they get to go to the aquarium. I also like this date. It ended on an interesting note, but. The one thing that I really did like was I felt like tap really expressed his passion for tap dancing. Yeah. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that really came through for Yuriko, and I felt she responded to that she received it very positively.
0: Here's the thing, like, I don't know if it's true for you, Jim, but if you hear anybody, anybody talking about something that they're very passionate about, it draws you to them. It's a very attractive quality or attractive thing.
1: The pants come right off.
0: Exactly. And can I make a point like especially with the penguin scene?
1: Can I say something? Please.
0: Why is Yuriko like killing the dating game? She is like I in a good way by the way. Just like cuz like I was falling for her like, you know, during in these episodes because like when she said that um that the penguins kind of look like tat like yeah. cuz their faces are angled upwards, um he's like they're looking towards the future. And I was just like, you know, you that was a good line. That was like pretty solid. And I I just, it just made me really happy. Like, and just, I thought that was like, um, like that should have won major points with tap, which I think it did because he definitely went along with the joke and, you know, it it went really well after that.
1: Yeah. I think that was really good. I mean, she is good on her feet. She seems pretty smart. And I think it really did make tap feel special. Yeah. And it was a very good thing to say on a date so that, you know, Mm -hmm. good on her. However, The end of the date is interesting, right? Because they're, they're at to eat, right? And they might have a a drink or two. I forget if they were drinking, but they talk about the blue note, which is his dream. Jazz cafe, right? So that's his dream. And Yuriko says that she wants to go and tap. It's not a direct ask, but he says, oh, we should go sometime. And she goes, oh, okay. It's kind of expensive. And there's a question of what her true motives are, does she want to go with Tap or does she want to go, period, mm-hmm. and is he just her ticket to going there?
0: Before seeing episode nine or before we finished our our three episodes, I would say I would go against that. Maybe that was just me being hopeful, like really trying to ship these two together, and uh, yeah. I, I but because I saw because I saw episode nine, I'm just like, okay, that's probably.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was pretty skeptical even in Episode 7 and then when Episode 9 happened, which, hey, we can just talk about right now because we're going to get to it at some point. Yeah, we might as right? well
0: keep everything, like, in a chain, so. Yeah. So, um, in Episode 9, right, they go on a date. Yes, and it was uh, it was a pretty fancy restaurant too. It seemed
1: it was really nice.
0: Yeah, and everything seemed to be going well. They were just talking; everything was going back and forth. But then tap like start to like make his move. Right, it, it, it seemed to me like he started like kind of building up steam to to start like maybe go for the go for the throat on this one. And then it started getting into a serious conversation about Utiko and her ex.
1: Right. She starts out by saying, well, I've been thinking about my next move. And I wasn't so sort of sure that it was going to be a confession to Tap about her about her feelings for Tap. I thought she was going to drop the bomb that she was moving out of the house. That's what I thought when I first saw this. But it comes out that her ex texted her and she wants to meet up with him because she's still not over him. Which, listen, even if I was kind of rooting for Tap... And I, I can honestly say that I felt a bit neutral about this. I wasn't really shipping them a whole lot.
0: After watching, you know, 7 through 9, I I was starting to cheer. I, at first, I was like you. I was just like, well, whatever. You know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But especially after 7, 8, like, I started really cheering for them.
1: Which, yeah, that, that, that makes total sense because, you know, TAP... He's shown in a pretty good light, I think, in these episodes. There are some times where maybe he sh- he could have spoken up more during some discussions. I mean, he's there for some of the discussions that Uchi and Makoto have, and Tap instead of being the elder brother type mediator, and
0: that's what it ended up being. Like this conversation, it, it, at first it started. It was a date between um you know a man and a woman, Tap and Yuri, but as soon as this came up, it he turned. Like he flipped his card over to Big Brother mode.
1: Look to his credit, his immediate reaction he says, "Oh, there it is," but he kind of like whispers <laughs> it. But then he <laughs> yeah. says, "Oh, that's good." You know, he kind of quickly uh, you I can think, hear... composes himself.
0: I feel like if the if nice. the if the set mic was just a little bit closer, you could have heard like his
1: heartbreak. Like the episode of The Simpsons. Remember when? I think Krusty is filming a special, right? And (laughs) Ralph Wiggum asks Lisa to go. And Bart is at home, and he pauses, and he says, look, you can pinpoint the exact (laughs) moment his heart breaks because he gives her the Mm -hmm. I-choo-choo-choo-choo card. Mm -hmm. God, I love that episode. But she tells him that she's going to get back in touch with her ex. I'm thinking, oh, you maybe should have mentioned that before he took you to the Blue Note. And then she said that she was like, oh, I didn't know whether I should tell you before or after. Look, knowing Tap and seeing how he handled it, again, pretty well, all things considered. But maybe at least to let him know, like, hey, listen, this happened. And then maybe give him the option. Do you still want to go? Because there's no way that she didn't know that he had feelings for her. I think that would have been the more considerate thing of her to do. And again, I'm not shaming her. I'm not saying you led him on. But if she at least let him know about her ex getting in touch with her and then her feelings before they went, she could have let him make that call. And maybe he could have taken one of the other housemates, or maybe they still could have gone, but he just thought, all right, well, this isn't going to get anywhere in a romantic sense, but we can still go and have a good time. I think that would have been better. Yeah. The other thing, I mean, we we really took Makoto through the mud, and Yuriko <laughs> again wasn't great, but
0: yeah. But here's like, yeah, it's I think she did, She definitely had her golden moments, and like I said in, in episode seven, I thought you know she was she was in the running for my mv uh, my MVP, but kind of like dropped out of the race after after episode nine.
1: Yeah, she crashed and burned like last minute. It was like you're right there, you know, you drop that pop fly. So there was some weird interactions with Makoto and Yuriko because Yuriko kind of flip-flops back and forth with her feelings for Makoto throughout these three episodes, right? She says, oh, I'm not sure. And she tells the other women that her opinion of him has kind of taken a hit. And then when she's out with, I assume, her friends from med school, she goes out to eat with two friends from university. She says, oh, Makoto is still my number one. And I was thinking, oh, I thought you you didn't really like him a whole lot. So she seemed to kind of go back and forth, which, again, you're entitled to have your own opinion and you can think what you want to think. But the reasons that she gave for beginning to dislike him, it, it's almost like she forgot about those. But, hey, feelings are complicated, so I don't fault her too much for that. But it was just interesting to see how she was kind of flip-flopping on her feelings with Makoto there.
0: Since you brought up Makoto again, I wanted not to open a whole nother can of worms with him again.
1: But, Felix, I have a can opener ready. We got to go for <laughs> round two on this guy. He deserves every bad word that we say about him this episode, and I am not backing down from that.
0: Listen, Ancient I can neighbor. open up a can of boss right now, and then we can stop recording and just keep talking about it if you want until, like, <laughs> until, until the ushis come, come home, but uh in episode eight, in the beginning, you see him smoking, Makoto smoking. If you had a mic to, like close to me, you could hear my heart break because that was kind of the defining, like that was the last straw. You know what I mean? That just like broke me. And I was just like, well, and so I think it's really important to bring up when it was like, it was the guy's night and the girl's night. And they kept flip-flopping um, back and forth between the footage between both uh, groups. Um, His words um, wasn't like matching up with his actions. And I, it, it was very apparent when, cause he smokes, he, um, w- he said he was eating proteins, but like, he was just eating, like having late night snacks, as they were saying, he was complaining about elbow pain. But like, you know, if he was so determined in the beginning, I think, and especially if you only have like a month and a half, wouldn't you think that you would try to like power through it or take naproxen or like any kind of like medication just to see like to like mitigate the pain just so you can chuck through because this is your last chance but nope he smokes he drinks he you know eats trash and yeah that was just
1: oh man that that was it he eats actual trash they show him outside in a garbage can just face (laughs) down legs (laughs) i I guess you
0: are what you eat right
1: yeah listen i'm with you if he were a star pitcher, like a Clayton Kershaw, Max Scherzer, Sandy Koufax, Don Nevicham, yeah, Bob the... Gibson, do you Timmy all of my obscure baseball references,
0: T- Timmy Macchione.
1: Yeah, I mean, the one and only Timmy Macchione. Um, then it's a different story here, right? Because he can produce, he would have results, he'd be able to sort of rest on his accomplishments. But what does he have? He doesn't have anything in terms of his baseball career. So you would think someone like that. It's like someone in the minor leagues, you know, they're busting their asses trying to make it to the show, right? Trying to make it up to the big leagues. This is his chance, right? And we see he's not maximizing his opportunity here.
0: And Uchi says it. And again, Uchi, again, being so real, he, he was just saying that, like, if you didn't make the team, that's fine. As long as we saw you like trying, that we we would have encouraged you either way. But you're not even trying, and, and it's just how can we? That's I, he he says like if it's kind of like disrespectful to us because you told us one thing and you're not doing it, but you're still putting up this facade of like you know the league's going on now and you know I'm still trying, but no you're no you fucking aren't.
1: And. While that was happening, because as you said, it was going back and forth between the boys and they were out to eat and to drink. And then the girls were in their room. And it was funny. I mean, they were both talking about that. And there were some points, I'm not going to lie, there were some points where despite his general fuckboyishness... I was wondering how appropriate it was for the other five housemates to go in on him like this. But then I remembered everything that he said. I mean, he talks about how this is his last chance. And he said that with everyone at the kitchen table, right? Yeah. In older episodes. So it's not like this thing where he sort of casually mentions that he likes to play baseball and that's it. Because then I would think, okay, it's really, if that were all, then it's no one's business in terms of, what he eats, what he doesn't eat, but he gave this whole sob story, and he seemed genuine. I mean, you talked about that at length, and again, you connect it with him, yeah. but he gives this whole story, and everyone is sympathetic to him, and it also falls in line with talking about their goals. In our first episode, we talk about how Tap is very aggressive in talking about goals at the end of episode three, making Mizuki and Yuriko cry, but... That's that's the sense in the show. People are trying to encourage each other. They're trying to figure out what the others are interested in. If people have or are not totally achieved, but they're closer to achieving their goals, maybe like tap and Yuriko because he's a nationally ranked tap dancer. And Yuriko is about to start her residency, I's in her fourth year of med school. And Uchi has his job as a hairdresser and... So I felt like it fit in with the general theme. So I didn't, uh, when I really thought about it, it wasn't as harsh as sort of my gut reaction thinking, well, who is Uchi to say, oh, you need to do this? Who are the, you know, the women to talk about this and say, oh, well, he, uh, he said he was going to eat protein. But I think it's because cause the way that I, I look at it now, Makoto wasted their time. In talking about this. He wasted their time. listening. wasted our time. This is my story. Wasted our time. Right. He wasted our time. He wasted the housemates time. It's it's a lot. Right. He wasted camera time. It's a waste. And I think they say. Okay. If you care so much about this. You open up to us about this. Why aren't you taking steps. To try to achieve what you told us you wanted to achieve. It's not genuine.
0: And you know. He knew what he needed to do. He knew what position he was in and that's what's so upsetting. He knew that he fucked up previous in his previous years.
1: Now you fucked up, now you
0: fucked up. Now you fucked up and I just he knew what he had to do. He, it wasn't over. The, you know, it, he still had time to make his dream come true. But that's what's so like fucked up about it is that like he he was aware of it. He knew what was wrong and he knew what to do and he also expressed that he was very determined to do it and he just <laughs> he just doesn't like he just in fact he he doesn't just not do it he turns around and does the complete opposite
1: yeah the smoking the eating the Kit Kats, I mean, Kit Kats and drinking. Just, I don't know. Yeah, the drinking was bad, but the smoking for me, just seeing him, and it was so sad. He's just out near the washing machine, right? And yeah. he's lighting up, and he's, like, alone. It's just such a, it's so pathetic to see him out there, and he's just, he's really screwed himself over here. That was hard to watch.
0: Yeah. That was really All hard
1: right. to watch. And listen, not only that, but his coach. We talk about him not taking other people's feelings into consideration, Think about his coach. Think about—I mean—he talks about in the playroom with the boys, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. He talks yeah, about yeah, how yeah. he begged his coach, "Oh, please let me back on the team." So even if he's just riding the bench right now, hey, that's a bench spot that someone else, you know, I mean, someone you can have... get injured. Someone, exactly.
0: Um, they can be up, and, you know, up, and they want to get other people play time, you know, on the field. Like, there's, there's several situ like situations and outcomes that could have produced him on the field
1: yeah so he's taking a spot from a potentially very promising young college student who just missed making the team who didn't make the cut yeah and would most likely be willing to put in the effort that you would need to put in in order to try to make the team to make the roster so makoto is just he's a mess yeah he's a mess he's a mess
0: so after, let's just I'm, I'm I'm banning Makoto now from he's not to be mentioned anymore That's on this fine. podcast. That's fine. Like from this point on, I, Felix, decree that Makoto's banned from this
1: podcast. He who must not be named. He <laughs> must not be
0: named. All right. Uh, so after that, we have you know we on a lighter note we have Uchi pulling the big moves going into uh the the girl's room and basically asking if he can talk to Minori like alone this was to ask her out on another date
1: yeah and yeah yes. I, just, I
0: just needed you to confirm yeah 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 yeah. yeah. so yeah and i really like that like that just again showed his confidence and because that's not easy i don't think even if you know the women just walking in there mid conversation hey can i talk to you for a second and pulling them out, you know what I mean? So that does uh, does take some guts.
1: Yeah, it does. And listen, I said last episode, I wasn't a big fan of Uchi Week. I didn't really like his approach, but the one thing that I've always said about him is the confidence, Mm -hmm. and I think that's really been on display. I mean, even getting the whole Uchi Week thing started, even making his intentions very clear, he was super transparent, and... That's what he does. And I want to say before he goes into the girls' room, he's at work and his colleagues are asking him. The one thing that I thought was really funny and kind of rude, but it was hilarious. He was talking to them and I forget if it's his boss or like a peer of his, but she says... You know, I was watching this show, and it seemed like all the girls liked Mako-chan. And he's like, yeah. And she goes, yeah, they didn't really like you at first, right? (laughs) And he was like, yeah. And I know it wasn't meant as, like, a snide thing, because I'm sure they get along very well. But that was just so funny, just the way she phrased it. Like, oh, so you're kind of a loser, right? (laughs) Like, you weren't their first choice. It was just, it was funny. And so I just, for a second, I read that. With a very dark intent, and that was just <laughs> hilarious to me. And yeah. It says, yeah, I wasn't the first you know. Yeah, so he goes and he asks Minoria you know, out on a date, right? They mm-hmm. go out to the pool, right? That's yeah, when they yeah, go out yeah, to, yeah. The to the pool. Yeah, to the The funniest thing about that scene was when they first go out there. So I had mentioned this before, I think, in some other episodes. Whenever it's a slightly awkward situation, sometimes they'll announce either where they are or, oh, so this is the... Pool room. This is the blank. This is the second floor. I haven't been up here. It's kind of like that weird sort of small talky sort of thing. And when it's they a go filler. out... Yeah, it's a filler before you get into the hot and heavy stuff. So they go out there, and Miyori says, Oh, is this what the chairs are for? <laughs> and I'm like, look, I understand you need that filler to diffuse the tension, but...
0: <laughs> I, I think it was just her... That was really yeah, special. Yeah, I, it was just her uh, attempt at a joke. That just seems like her humor, just like right up her alley.
1: It so, was just, it was really funny. You can, and she,
0: yeah, she you can, you can get, you can get a little bit more of it with um, the beginning of episode nine, and we see basically the best character on Tara's house yet, Kurumi. Yes, which is her older sister. Which is her older sister, and you can totally see their banter back and forth, and that's why I think that's just how her humor is. It just seems like that's just what she's used to because her um her older sister, who seemed to like just be totally open, because she's a, it seems like she's a fan of the show, like uh, like a pretty big fan of the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, she knew Uchi right away, right? Because I think Minori said, "I'm going to go out with the hairdresser." And I think Kurumi says, "Will Uchi ask you out?" So she at least knows. Yeah, that's why I was saying. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, and uh, I don't know. It was just like the way that she was correcting her posture, and it's like, "Come on, like you're on TV. Like you, you should be aware of this." And then it's funny because they're on TV right now. Like they're being filmed, and I, (laughs) I just really enjoyed that back and forth.
1: Felix, how much time do we have to talk about Kurumi? (laughs) <laughs> she just comes in and just owns it and it's such i really liked the dynamic there
0: and she does it by being herself and like it at least it seems like that and i i can't say that this is how she is in real real life because i don't know her but it seems pretty genuine to me and we know how well you know how good my uh judge of character is but it just seems like uh she Clearly. You know, <laughs> she seems very genuine but she wants to be herself first and foremost And that's what I, that's the first impression that she gave me.
1: She comes in and it's not an actual criticism. It's that thing that older siblings do. And I say this being an older sibling, you'll say things like that to your younger sibling and they may seem short and they may seem a bit rude, but it's out of love. And it's because you want the best for your younger sibling.
0: Yeah. If you're out, if you're outside the box if you're looking from, you know, outside looking in, like, it may seem rude, but you don't know how, because I have an older brother, and he's, like, my only other sibling, and it just seems so in line.
1: And what I also like about Kudumi is that she's so straightforward, she's such a no-nonsense kind of person, and she calls Minori out. She says, listen, you saw some of your other housemates not get in trouble, but... They talked about how they didn't really know what they wanted to do in life. How come no one called you out?
0: <laughs> and,
1: again, that's that sort of, yeah, it's your personality, but it's the sibling, what do you want to do? Because there's no filter. There, there can't, there, there, yeah, there can't no be a filter, filter there.
0: because, you, you know, you grew up with each other. So right. there is no filter. Like, right, it,
1: and there shouldn't be. You shouldn't need to dance around no, that no, no. kind of discussion with your sibling.
0: Yeah, it, there's there's no time for that.
1: And we see she tells Minotti, listen, if you focus on modeling full time, that might be better. And what do we see? We see later that episode, yeah, she mm-hmm. has a meeting with her agent. Minodi has a meeting with her agent and she says, Listen, Mom, I'm gonna quit my part time job and I'm gonna focus on trying to I think she wants to do magazines, right? But she's not so sure yet. I yeah. think she's thinking about magazines.
0: Either way, she's making print. she's making the dive Um, taking the risk of quitting her part-time job, which is, I guess, more like a stable income to put all her focus into modeling, which she says that
1: she wants to do. And it's got to be tough. I mean, Kurumi talks about how she can get caught up in the cycle. You have this part-time work, and okay, it's good money up until a certain point. And I also think with Minori's age, too, because she's 21, I believe. And this is the age, at least to me, you know, being the old man that I am, that if this you is say you're you an old man shot. then that means that makes me an old man i don't like that i don't like that at all oh felix i thought <laughs> you're still
0: yeah I'm, hmm. I'm 20 i'm 21 so anyway <laughs> interesting yeah I thought
1: so. um, i'm sorry you know, continue. <laughs> now is the time i think for her to do that yeah and she yeah. can give it a shot and not because of any i mean It's really Kurumi who is the one who says, oh, you do it now while you're young and pretty. And then when you get wrinkles, then maybe (laughs) you can stop thinking about it. But for me, it's just a look at that age, you can try things. You can try things. And if things don't work out, it's different from maybe having a career that you don't really like a whole lot. And then saying, oh, well, I regret not trying this. I want to try to make a change right now. I think right now... And I say this with all my knowledge of the modeling industry, obviously, right? I would think it would be a good time for her to just focus on that and Mm -hmm. maybe set a deadline and say, all right, I'll give it maybe two years or maybe a bit more, a bit less. And if it doesn't work out, then I will try to become a rancher. I'll try to work with cows somehow or do whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think her sister, I think, I think Kurumi was right. And we see that Minodi seemed to take her advice to heart. Yeah, And hopefully she can keep on going to try to pursue her goal.
0: Before, I need to cut off Jim because he will go another hour and a half talking about Kurumi.
1: I'm done, I'm done, I'm done.
0: (laughs) So, to wrap up, we uh, have a small segment where we like to pick an MVP and uh, maybe an MVL. So, I was wondering if I can kick it off this time. Do it up. So, MVP, we'll start with, I would have to pick Uchi he was a powerhouse <laughs> he uh called out he who must not be named uh and just gave it to him straight and just like was just nipping the problem in the bud like there was no fluff he was just very straightforward about it um he his dates with minori and like him calling um seeing you know calling her out of the girl's room to see if he can like ask her out on another date like there, um just to name a few like backtracking to our own episode I really feel like he shined in these uh, three episodes.
1: I can't disagree with you at all. I agree with everything you said. The only thing is that you didn't say it was Kurumi, like it should have been <laughs> the of Kurumi. Okay, the MVL she had one is, scene. It was, mm, like, no.
0: it was like a five-minute scene, Jim. You it's can't... Like
1: that, <sighs> it's like that cameo, you know, there's like a really shitty movie, and then there's like that quick cameo from like the <laughs> oh Superstar. And they just kill their scene. That's what Kuyumi was. She's great. She's MVP. Uh, and the MVL, look, we, we don't ended need to go the last into... episode with the same person, He Who Must Not Be Named. We're not going to go over it. He's a bag of shit. I hope he leaves soon. Let's see what happens next episode. I, and yeah, that's, that's, that's all we need to say about him. That, that's it. Yeah,
0: that's all we need to say. So,
1: Yuriko was a close second, but it's got to be He Who Must Not Be Named. It's I don't even think
0: be. it's... I'm sorry, you said Close? I didn't. Again, she, she Jim. It was. If you sneaky. look at the it ratio of like of us, like like shit talking. He who must not be named and Yuri, <laughs> There's no contest. Like if you uh, look at Jim. If you look at the numbers. If you look at the like the hardcore facts and numbers. Sure, like, they say that
1: numbers never lie.
0: They they, they do say it. <laughs> so either way. Uh, he's our MVL for this uh, week's episode jim why don't you wrap it up for us
1: all right folks thank you for listening to episode three of tourist house where we covered episodes seven through nine of terrace house please join us next time for our fourth episode where we will cover episodes 10 through 12 of terrace house Till next time this is jim this is felix and thanks for listening take care
0: Peace.